the Titans, the Mount Rushmore of players we all know the names of. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers. Then there are the Giants hoping to join this group. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Nonetheless, you can't forget about these new guys hoping to dethrone everything those that came before them created and blaze their own trail into NFL history. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Mac Jones. Men that won't let you forget who they are. And if you do, they'll be more than happy to remind you. This is the show where we'll talk about all those legacies and so much more. We'll follow these storylines from the beginning of the season all the way to the climax of the Super Bowl. We'll see Giants fall and watch new men who you never expected to take over stand tall. Through adversity and victory, the NFL has it all. We will cover every minute of it here. No buts about it. Coming at you live from a dimly lit dorm room in Ohio. This is no buts about it. And I'm going to be honest, I think I'm getting a little bit better at this podcast thing. Don't mean to brag, but I'm pretty sure this was the quickest setup for an episode that I've done so far. And we have a lot to talk about. Um, This weekend was crazy. Lots of football news occurred. But also, one of these stories made it into the uh, non-football sphere as well. So... Maybe some of you heard it on the news, heard it talked about, and that is Deshaun Watson went to the Browns. Now, for those of you who don't know, just for context, Deshaun Watson was accused of various different acts of sexual misconduct by about 22 women, but was let go. I don't don't know if that's the proper term. I'm not a lawyer, but... He was uh, said there wasn't enough evidence to convict him by a grand jury in Houston. And so he was free to go on to NFL teams. He was in the trade market. We were talking about him last episode. And lots of teams were very interested in him. He was a very good player for the Texans. So if he can match that same output, he would be a great quarterback for any team to have that was in need of a quarterback. However, this also led to some fallout, as we talked about, from both the current Browns quarterback at the time, which was Baker Mayfield. He was the starter. And so when the Browns went after Deshaun Watson, he seemed to not be too happy about that, seemed to be kind of hurt. He played through a lot of injuries last season, a broken arm, I think a broken wrist, broken shoulder. And he said he gave it his all. Uh, put out a letter on Twitter about it and how much he loved Cleveland and was kind of disappointed in the way he'd been treated. That being said, Deshaun Watson first said he called up... Uh, there were four teams involved. There was the Browns that wanted him, Panthers wanted him, Falcons wanted him, and the Saints wanted him. And all of these teams had to send in trade offers to the Texans because the Texans still had his rights and the Texans had to approve and Deshaun could say yes or no to the teams because he had what's called a no trade clause in his contract so the Texans couldn't just trade him off Deshaun had to say which teams he wanted to go to so he apparently called Cleveland and said hey you guys are out and 
then Baker had also requested a trade. So it looked like for a minute, and I even said this, that the Cleveland Browns were not going to have a starting caliber quarterback this season because they'd made their current starter mad and he was wanting out and he was threatening to sit out and Deshaun didn't want to go. Well, Deshaun changed his mind for whatever reason and he is now a Cleveland Browns quarterback and the fallout from that resulted in a lot of people saying we don't want to support this franchise we don't like this guy look at all the things he's been accused of how can you let this go and there were posters being hung outside of the Cleveland Browns stadium outside Kevin Stavansky's house and basically just calling out the Cleveland Browns for being hypocrites and a lot of people seem to be jumping ship claiming that they're never going to support this franchise as long as Deshaun Watson is their quarterback that being said, again, I'm not a lawyer, but he was uh, let go by the grand jury. He was not indicted of anything. That doesn't mean that any civil suit won't be settled. This is just criminal charges. He's not going to prison. And the NFL can still suspend him. So the Browns did bring in Jacoby Brissett, who was a Dolphin. He was a Back up to the backup in New England when Brady and Jimmy Garoppolo were there, and he played there for a little bit. Then he went to the Dolphins, I believe. No, he went to the Colts, and he started for the Colts. Didn't do great. Colts moved on from him. He went to play for the Dolphins, and now he is with the Browns. I think I covered all of his teams there, but he's moved around quite a bit, both been a backup and a starter. But now he is a backup to Deshaun Watson, uh, pending a suspension for Deshaun Watson by the NFL. Uh, the way I see it, he was cleared by the Supreme Court, or not the Supreme Court, the grand jury in Houston. I don't know all the details. They know way more about it than we do. Uh, and obviously that will never come out to the public. But he was said to be cleared and... I think that's the way to go with it. Tr trust the justice system in this case until something else comes out that proves otherwise. The next big story was Devontae Adams to the Raiders. Now, Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers have had a connection in Green Bay that is just insane. It there's been jokes like Aaron Rodgers going crazy. He just throws it in the air saying, F it, Devontae's out there somewhere, and Devontae somehow comes down with it. That that chemistry is just unmatched. It's one of the great thing, one of the greatest that has ever occurred, definitely in this era of football. So to see Devontae Adams go to the Raiders immediately after Aaron Rodgers re-signs his contract with the Green Bay Packers is just baffling. Now, Aaron Rodgers claims he knew Devontae Adams was going to be moving on, and he still re-signed, but still makes you wonder, how did De Aaron Rodgers think he was going to be able to win on a team without Devontae Adams, on a team without that caliber of a receiver? We're talking about a guy who is... Considered one of the top 
wide receivers in the league. He's pretty consistently in people's top three lists for wide receivers. And he is amazing. Now he's going to Las Vegas where there's no income tax. That could be one of the key reasons. People don't think about that, but the Packers claim they offered more to Devontae than the Raiders did, but he said no. He was a little offended by the franchise tag, but ultimately I think it came down to money. The Wisconsin income tax, I believe, is like 7%. So when you get to the millions, that's a lot of money you're talking about. And the fact that Devontae Adams was able to get to Las Vegas where there's no income tax, get a little less, but pretty much the same amount of money, and play with his old old college quarterback from Fresno State, Derek Carr. I believe they used to be roommates from what I've heard as well. So there's definitely some chemistry there as well. We'll have to see if that hookup is as good or comparable to what Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams had. But that is another big story that happened since the last episode. That's something to watch. The AFC West is absolutely stacked, like we talked about, and this just adds to it. I am so glad the Cincinnati Bengals played the AFC West last season because whoever comes out of that for the playoffs, they have a chance to make it to the Super Bowl, and it's going to be hard for any team to beat that team that comes out of the playoffs because it's going to be a bloodbath over there, and it's going to make for some fun football. Staying in the AFC West, Juju Smith-Schuster was a wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And he was a 2017 rookie, played with Antonio Brown and uh, Ben Roethlisberger, obviously. And he looked pretty good. However, uh, he's best known for his TikToks that he's been making. He's kind of become a joke around the league. He's a decent receiver, being completely objective. Obviously, he was a Steeler, so as a Bengals fan, I have some things against him but he he was always a good wide receiver too in my eyes he wasn't a wide receiver one I remember saying when Antonio Brown left the Steelers it's gonna be very hard for Juju to be a wide receiver one in my eyes he never actually got to that caliber so I think the Chiefs is a good fit for him he said he wants to win a Super Bowl Chiefs are obviously ready to compete with Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. And now they have Juju. So we'll have to see if uh, he's able to add to that already dynamic offense over there. I think he should be able to. Like I said, he's always been a good wide receiver. Just not that wide receiver one where he can be a game changer. He's always been supplemental. Uh, The Chiefs have guys obviously who can catch the ball and be those wide receiver ones so I think that he'll be a great fit for the Kansas City Chiefs and a great playmaker for Patrick Mahomes Um, one of the things we left off with last week was that the Bengals got rid of CJ Uzama or not really got rid of him but they didn't re-sign him And he went to the New York Jets, and I didn't think we had a starting tight end that I liked. And they brought in Hayden Hurst, who most recently played for the Falcons. And he was a 2018 pick, first-round pick. I think he went like 28th, 25th, 28th, somewhere around there. 
And he is going to be a Cincinnati Bengal now. I believe he picked number 88 as the number he's going to be wearing. Um, I'm kind of neutral on this. Uh, if you look at my Twitter, it looks like I'm not a huge fan of Hayden Hurst. It's not that. I'm just not sure that he's an upgrade necessarily. So I'm not sure why we felt the need to sign him and not Uzama. But that's just my personal opinion, and honestly, I hope I'm proven wrong. Hopefully, he becomes a playmaker. He becomes a great blocker. That's what we need in Cincinnati. Now, want to talk about big guys, glass eaters. The O-line in Cincinnati is so exciting. We've got three big names. Most recently, Lael Collins from the Dallas Cowboys. We were wondering if Cincinnati would go all in on this guy uh the trade deadline passed and they didn't and then the cowboys let him go and there was some rumors he was in cincinnati some people took pictures with him at the mall they uh were trying to convince him to come to cincinnati uh joe burrow had him over you know some good old fraternity that they're trying to build to get him to come to cincinnati and Lael Collins said, I got I got to test out my options. I'm going to fly down to Miami, see what's going on down there. And I think, uh, honestly, less than 24 hours later, I think he announced he was coming to play for the Cincinnati Bengals. And this man, before he even signs paper, first thing he does is he texts Joe Burrow and says, Hey, bro, don't worry. I'm your new bodyguard. Ain't no one ever touching you again. Now, that's what we need. That's the kind of swagger I like coming into Cincinnati. Now, he's had some injury issues in the past, but hopefully he can stay healthy and he can protect Joe Burrow and they can maybe make another Super Bowl run because that was literally the only issue that we had in the Super Bowl was guys not protecting the quarterback. He was sacked seven times in the Super Bowl. That just can't happen. If you look at the final play, uh, Joe Burrow still gets the ball off, but if he had literally a second longer, Jamar Chase is way downfield. Jalen Ramsey tripped or something. He's on the ground by himself. Jamar Chase is wide open for a touchdown. It would have been a Bengals dub. So we've addressed the issue. Uh, Obviously, we need some depth in case people do get hurt. It's a very aggressive position. People do get hurt. But I love what I'm seeing from the Cincinnati Bengals front office. The other issue that we talked about last time was that the Indianapolis Colts, with the most salary cap in the league, did not have a quarterback. However, I am here to announce for the first time on No Buts About It that the Indianapolis Colts quarterback for the 2022 season is Matt Ryan. That's right. The old Atlanta Falcons quarterback coming out of... He's not coming out of retirement. I just forgot about him. He played for the Falcons, though, and he went to the Super Bowl and was always with the Falcons. He lost in the Super Bowl to Tom Brady, but I mean, like, so has... Patrick Mahomes and a ton of other people so I mean 
take what you can when you're playing Tom Brady. You made it to the Super Bowl. But Matt Ryan, he had this huge contract, and the Atlanta Falcons had said he was actually supposed to receive a signing bonus on, I believe, Friday, and the Atlanta Falcons said, we're going to punt that to Tuesday. And I don't know how they did that. I don't know how you can just, like, move when you're going to pay someone, but they did. And now that they've traded him, I believe the Indianapolis Colts have to pay that signing bonus. So Matt Ryan is the quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. He's always been a really tough guy, but the Falcons have been in a hard division with the NFC South with Tom Brady being there. They pretty much became uh, non-newsworthy. But, hey, Matt Ryan to the Colts, that's the story. Only cost the Colts a third-round pick. It'll be interesting to see if the Colts end up picking up the contract as well. But... Right now, it's just a third-round pick for a quarterback who has been to the Super Bowl. He's a veteran. He's got a few more, at least three good years in him. So maybe he can get the Colts to a Super Bowl. My only concern now is I'm not really sure who he's going to be throwing to. The Colts only have like one guy who I'd consider a potential wide receiver one, and he's still pretty young. It's Michael Pittman Jr. He was drafted in 2020, and he has shown – Great success as a receiver. Just, he's been out there. I'm not sure if he's a wide receiver one yet. He has potential to be, though, for sure. Then the Colts traded Zach Paschal to the Eagles. So they traded away one of their receivers to the Eagles. And I was like, who do they have for starting wide receivers? Because Jack Doyle, their tight end, retired. So they re-signed... Mo Alley Cox, or I'm not sure if Jack Doyle retired, but he was definitely talking about it. Anyway, Mo Alley Cox, the starting tight end, they re-signed him, and now they just have Michael Pittman Jr. and Paris Campbell as their wide receivers, and T.Y. Hilton, I believe, is still a free agent. They haven't re-signed him yet, so hopefully they re-sign T.Y., if not, there are some great wide receivers out there that they can pick up. Like uh, Odell Beckham Jr. is still out there. Uh, and he would definitely... Boom, he is, if not a Hall of Famer already, he is very close. He's won a Super Bowl now with the Rams. He's considered a great wide receiver. He'd automatically be the wide receiver one in this Colts offense. Julio Jones, who Matt Ryan used to play with when they went to the Super Bowl, Julio Jones is considered another one of the greatest wide receivers of all time, definitely in this era as well. If he's not in the Hall of Fame yet uh, in his career, he is on his way and very close. Tom Brady allegedly was interested in Julio Jones and was trying to get him to come to Tampa, but maybe Matt Ryan can call up his old buddy and say, hey, We're this close to getting to a Super Bowl. Me and you again. Let's bring it back. Let's bring it to Indianapolis and get these guys a Super Bowl. That would be awesome. I grew up in Indiana, so Indianapolis is my second favorite team. I'd love to see them get a Super Bowl as long as it's not them knocking the Cincinnati Bengals out of the playoffs. So if Julio Jones could come to Indianapolis and play with his old quarterback I think that would be awesome and the Colts definitely have the cap space to make it work 
With that being said, that means that the Atlanta Falcons have a spot open at quarterback. So who is going to fill in at the quarterback spot for the Atlanta Falcons? Well, it was a rumor that he would be a starter this year for a while. And I think that I threw him up as a possible name for the Colts as well. Uh, Maybe not, though. And that is the... He was a second-round pick. or No, he was a first-round pick, number two overall, I believe. In 2015, I believe the year was he was drafted. He was drafted out of Oregon. And uh, it is Marcus Mariota. He was... Almost immediately, rumors were coming out that uh, Fal- Falcons were going after Marcus Mariota. He played for the Titans, and he had some success, but he, he they moved on from him, and he became a backup guy. He's been backing up uh, Derek Carr at the Las Vegas Raiders. So he's definitely been sitting behind a veteran, getting some experience, seeing some new stuff. And hopefully he brings that to the Falcons and they can improve their team. There's, he's still a young guy, still a young player. So he's got some years in him. And they're rebuilding. So hopefully he can bring some success to that franchise for the fans down in Atlanta. Uh, their old head coach, or the Atlanta Falcons head coach, uh, used to have a relationship with Marcus Mariota and presumably still does. So Marcus is probably ready to go play with an old friend and they're going to hopefully bring some success to Atlanta. That being said, the big question is, where is Baker Mayfield going? The Browns presumably don't want him because they just signed Jacoby Brissett to be the backup. Indianapolis said no, and he said that's where he wanted to go. And now he's just kind of out there in this purgatory limbo type place where he's signed to a team, but he's not really going to play. He could do what Mitchell Trubisky did, which was go and sit behind an elite quarterback like Josh Allen and kind of learn from him. And for a year, just play back up, maybe go in a few games uh, where the score is abysmal, like when it's 40-7 to in the fourth quarter. But I'm not sure if he'll be willing to do that. Uh, it takes a lot of humility to do that. Not to say Baker Mayfield isn't a humble person. I just imagine that when you're in this situation, you're people think you're the franchise guy, and then you go to being not the franchise guy and you're just kind of in this limbo it's probably very difficult to be humble enough to go play backup and sit on the bench the whole time and so we'll see if Baker Mayfield does that there's only really one team I could see going after him anymore and that is the Carolina Panthers I don't think that they're going to go in on Sam Darnold Again, because he got hurt, he seemed to be injury prone, didn't have much success there. But uh, they still do have Cam Newton, I believe. So having Cam Newton, they may just run with that until they can build up more around him. I doubt Baker Mayfield will be a guy that they're willing to trade for. 
So that being said, I have a list of the starting quarterbacks for each NFL franchise. And I'll read them off so that we can kind of have our main characters. Because if we've got a story, we need some characters. And I think that the main characters of football, a lot of the times, are the quarterbacks. Obviously, we talk about other guys, other big names. But the quarterbacks are the ones that really run the show. So, for the Cincinnati Bengals, we have Joe Burrow. The Pittsburgh Steelers have Mitchell Trubisky. And I think there's also potential that they go and get a draft guy. Obviously, we'll cover that when the draft runs around, but we'll see. I think, it, But that's who they're starting right now is Mitchell Trubisky. The Cleveland Browns have Deshaun Watson. Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson. Colts have Matt Ryan. Titans have Ryan Tannehill. Texans have Davis Mills. The Jaguars have Trevor Lawrence. The Broncos have Russell Wilson. The Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes. The Raiders have Derek Carr. The Chargers have Justin Herbert. The Patriots have Mac Jones. The Jets have Zach Wilson. The Bills have Josh Allen. The Dolphins have Tua. The Vikings have Kirk Cousins on a one-year extension, so they're really testing out the water to see how he does. The Lions have Jared Goff. I could also see them going in on a draft if uh, Jared doesn't show much improvement in uh, camp this year. The Green Bay Packers have Aaron Rodgers. Chicago Bears, Justin Fields. Buccaneers have Tom Brady. After he came back out of retirement, he's still with them. Uh, No rumors that he's planning on leaving yet. So let's just presume that you'll be staying with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Saints just re-signed Jameis Winston to a two-year extension today. The Carolina Panthers have Sam Darnold, Cam Newton, and I believe they could also go for a draft pick. Also, like I said, Baker Mayfield may go there as well. Falcons have Marcus Mariota, like we just talked about. The Giants have Daniel Jones, and I'm surprised he made it out of this free agency so far gonna be honest obviously he's a better quarterback than me but nfl wise he's not great at his position so i could see them going for a draft pick as well if there's still a guy around the cowboys have dak prescott the washington commanders have commander carson the eagles have jalen hurts the san francisco 49ers still have jimmy garoppolo allegedly there's been no Uh, Teams interested in him. I thought that the Colts would be interested in him, but apparently the soldier injury and the soldier's shoulder surgery that he's going to have to undergo uh, kind of is keeping teams away from him. So we'll see if they play him or Trey Lance, who was their number three overall pick last year. The Rams have Matthew Stafford, obviously, Super Bowl champion. They just extended him to a four-year contract, I believe. The Seahawks got uh, Drew Locke in the Russell Wilson trade to the Broncos, so that's who their guy is going to be. That's another option for Baker Mayfield as well. He could go there and compete with Drew Locke for the starting position, but again, I'm not sure if that's really something he's going to want to do. 
He'll most likely want to be guaranteed a starting position. But if it really comes down to it, having Baker Mayfield and Drew Locke compete for the starting position in Seattle is an option. And the Arizona Cardinals have Kyler Murray. There's still some drama that going on there where uh, he wants to be re-signed to a bigger contract. Not really sure if that's going to work out well. But he had his agent release a statement talking about how he deserved to be re-signed. He's just coming off his third year in the league, so obviously he's still on a rookie contract. But he believes he's done well enough to earn an extension. But we'll have to see if the Arizona Cardinals believe the same thing. So I think we're pretty well set as far as quarterbacks go in free agency. Like I said, there are still some big names out there as far as skill positions and linemen go. But we've got other time. We've got more time to talk about that later. Uh, this is going to be a very interesting season. I can't remember a season where this many quarterbacks have moved around. Uh, in free agency obviously you've got the lesser known names that kind of they shift around all the time but to have franchise guys like Matt Ryan and Sean Watson being on the move is not something you see a lot or even like guys like Defonte Adams he everyone thought he was going to retire a Packer so to have him go to the Raiders is absolutely crazy uh This NFL season is going to be fun to watch, and I hope you follow along with me as I watch it and we kind of break down all the games, all the big storylines that are happening. Right now, we're getting in that setup, and even the setup is crazy. The setup is usually not this crazy, but it is, which just means that the NFL season is going to be even crazier. So uh, until next time, thanks for listening. Go follow us on Instagram, nobutts underscore show. That's no, B-U-T-T-S underscore show. Um, got 10 followers. Sweet. That is awesome. Love that. So uh, thanks for listening. Hope you all have a good day. And see you next time.